0: Hello! It is Wednesday, November 4th. How you doing? Pretty good, how are you? Long night last night. Long night. For one that doesn't dabble much into Paul bouncing around channel surfing watching the map workers do their thing last Mm -hmm. night was electric who knows when we'll know who the next president is going to be seems like that's going to be a long time from now but what a wild time to be alive 2020 tops itself somehow yet again
1: i mean what else can you say
0: (laughs) there's nothing all i know is Every four years, like the Olympics, Politi take over everything. Mm -hmm.
1: I I will be, I mean, I was shocked at how entertained I was last night.
0: Oh, my God. It was a wave. It It was. There was waves of emotion coming from the people on the television. Then all of a sudden, people get a little bit of a boost of energy. Mm -hmm. They're back. Other people fall off. Then all of a sudden, some county will pop off, and all of a sudden, we're back in it for this side, and then this side's back in it. I mean, it was wild.
1: I'm glad I didn't stop watching because I almost did. You know, I mean, there was a point there where it was like, okay, this thing's over and then we're right back into it and then it's over and then we're right back into it. We still are. I
0: wonder if, well, I won't say it, <laughs> but I wonder if the coverage was, you know, they were WWEing it. They had to be. Had to be. Some states were called in some places. And it was like interesting, and then other sh- other channels were like that. Not even they didn't do anything. We still we got do, it. and then they call it, and then no, 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 take it back. And then it was a whole oh man, it was electric. I mean, granted, I mean, it probably tore our country apart even more, but oh, it was yeah. fucking electric. Oh yeah, oh, Uh today big sports show. Dalvin Cook, the man who rushed, no, not rushed, but gained two hundred and twenty six yards from the line of scrimmage this past weekend against the Green Bay Packers. He'll be joining us today and host. Of the Business of Sport podcast, Andrew Brandt will join us to tell us why the Packers didn't make any goddamn moves yesterday at the NFL trade deadline. It was a big dud. Big old dud. Big dud. A lot of people entered the hashtag, Pat. I don't know why I listen. Might have to up how much we gave away. Okay. Okay. I didn't expect that many people. I appreciate all of you, by the way. Getting a chance to see a lot of people's photos. It was like, um, it was like at the beginning of the quarantine. Mm-hmm. We're like, this where I'm at, Pat. Yep. I got a chance to like see the people that listen. It was awesome to get a chance to see. Um, and if you listen today, feel free to enter. Hashtag Pat, I don't know why I listened. We'll, we'll, hey, we'll extend the polls. We'll oh, extend we the yeah. entries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, fuck it. We'll be a little bit of an escape for you, hopefully, because, boy, it feels like everybody's pissed off right now.
1: Yeah, everyone needs one.
0: I woke up this morning and I said, uh, good morning, beautiful people. How's everybody doing?
1: Oh, God, I I can't even imagine what those mentions were like.
0: I got a couple of, uh DMs from my friends of mine in the past, and they said, oh, you've just bought in fully to this heel thing, huh? I'm like, no, 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 I just want to let people know that, you know, there's somebody out there that cares about how they're doing. Yeah, sure. I just got canceled last night. Mm-hmm. I congratulated my friend Anthony Gonzalez yeah. on winning another uh, term in Congress. <laughs> oh, my God, I got attacked. That was a little bit of a lack of self-awareness there, which I pride myself on. I should have known that I could have potentially got kicked off the internet last night for congratulating a friend on winning in an election. Eh, we live and we learn. Just know that Gonzo comes on the show, wins an election. That's right. So any other politicians, (laughs) we've had Mark Cuban on before, probably means he'll win.
1: Yeah. Did Rainwater win?
0: He wasn't on the show. (laughs)
1: <laughs> we talked about him. We lot, did but... <laughs> talk about rain.
0: Rainwater did not win, by the way. I,
1: oh, no.
0: I'm not 100% sure if Rainwater registered in Indiana or not. <laughs> <laughs> rainwater, you want to you make a run four years from now, whatever it is, pal? You know what to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, let's get to this stupid-ass show. I think it's the right thing to do. I think so, too. All right, let's do it. <laughs> Last night was an electric factory. In our country. Uh, obviously, we don't dabble in the tie too much. Last night, I think the entire world was, uh, you know, dialed in to see what was going on in our country. And here we are at uh, 12.03 Eastern Standard Time. And I don't think anybody has a clue what the hell happened yesterday. Nope. I believe this is probably going to carry on for a couple more days, maybe months, depending on which Twitter stream you listen to, <laughs> who's pissed off about what. But I will say this before we dive into the sports, which is our bread... And our butter. Hell yeah. I would be remiss not to say that these three sons of bitches last night had an amazing night. There was three humans operating last night on a map that was looking around, diving into counties, diving in and zooming in, giving us exact numbers on what's happening where. It was these gentlemen. There was one on CNN. There was one on MSNBC. There was one on Fox. The man on CNN's name was John King was Diggs's favorite earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. We learned a lot about Diggs last night, by the way. I did not know a lot of things about Diggs. We learned a lot of things about Diggs last Mm -hmm. night and a lot of people were giving John King like this overwhelming amount of like hey he's doing the greatest job of all time on the maps and I wanted to tell those people like hey I appreciate what John King is doing okay had his hands together like this kind of like an evil villain zoom in zoom out Mm -hmm. zoom in zoom out let's do this whole thing but those people I don't think were channel surfing and last night if you weren't channel surfing you were doing it wrong because there was a guy on Fox News named Bill Hemmer up here (laughs) Bill Hemmer seemed like he just walked straight out of the country club Okay, was uh, very comfortable, very uh, deliberate, very uh, professional, if I like. And he had his different style. John King had a different style than Bill Hammer, obviously. Those were two very opposite CNN Fox News. You can kind of see how they potentially are doing things differently. But the man that won the goddamn night for me, if you were a channel surfer, Steve Kornacki. Yeah, oh, yeah! On MSNBC. <laughs> this dude was an electric factory. Now, his wardrobe department was one fifteenth of the other boys. I think you can see, obviously. He had khakis on at one point, rolled up his sleeves. He was <laughs> sweating. He had 15 to 16 more panels that popped out on his thing. And last night, Ty and I talked about this this morning as soon as we came in. Because obviously... Um, if you're in America, you're watching everything last night. And for me, I'm a big... I was over on Rogan's show for a little bit. Mm. Uh, I, I, I popped over. I was on NBC's main channel there for a little bit. Fox News, CNN, MSNBC. I'm kind of bouncing around because if you do recall four years ago, that was the best way to watch election night anyways was to see one particular group get pissed, one particular group get sad, one particular group be a little bit motivated. Another like that was hap- That's why I was like, all right, so I learned from four years ago this is what you're supposed to do, just bounce around. And the momentum was obviously coming in waves in different sides, and you saw some souls leave bodies Mm -hmm. and then come back into them again late night, but Steve Kornacki is not getting enough credit for what he did last night. It was like he was in a goddamn zone. Every button he pushed was right. Every number he was adding up in his head was unbelievable. I respect what John King and Bill Hemmer did last night, okay? You boys did a great job. It's not an easy job. And the fact that John King just sat there like this the entire time Mm -hmm. didn't even look like he sweat, I respect that a lot. But Steve Kornacki, four years from now, we have to look at him potentially Running a network, maybe, with how, Ooh, how good of a night he had last night, Ty Schmidt.
1: John King and Bill Hammer, listen, good players, good, solid players. Steve Kornacki is a Hall of Fame talent. There's no two ways about it. That was the most impressed I think I've ever been in my life, seeing the way he manipulated that touch screen. I mean, you know how many small counties there are in all those states? We learned
0: last night. Cornacki
1: didn't miss one of them. Every time he pointed to something, it went right to where he wanted to go. His subset, was I mean, he was doing math off the top of his head. I kind of wish I would have voted for Kornaki for president. Yeah, I should have
0: wrote him in. Could have wrote him in. Could have done that <laughs> yesterday. The, um, the conversation, obviously, in the Politi world is you know, that uh, outlets want a particular person to win, Uh right? Yep. Like, um, I think John King, we all knew who he wanted to win last night, (laughs) the way he was circling things and saying, we have a lot of work to do here and stuff like that. Bill Hammer on Fox News, obviously you know where he's going. Cornacki, who's on MSNBC, which is, I think, the most left channel that you could possibly get. It felt like Kornacki was just here for the map and the map only. Mm-hmm. I'm only here to talk about the numbers. And I think that was the most impressive thing. Is like, hey, there's no spin coming from this goddamn no. guy either. He's just zooming in. He had this one thing pop off. He had a, The map was here. Six different panels <laughs> popped out for, like, the last last ten elections or whatever. X out, X out. let zoom in on this one. Boom. Five minutes. Boom. It was awesome it's watching that guy work. It was unbelievable. And... All that was for naught because nobody has a fucking clue who's gonna be the president. (laughs) But now we talk sports. I just hope everybody got a chance to enjoy. I mean, everybody on my timeline was hammering alcohol. Okay, I guess it was a big drunk fest last night. A lot of people were trying to. I saw a couple people smoking like entire packs of cigarettes and stuff. It was very stressful, and I can understand that's the real life, but. For me, because I'm such a smartass, I'm just like, automatically, you know, like, well, who, who's doing better here? Like, <laughs> I just start judging the map workers because yeah. I'm so intrigued by it. And I think they stole the show. Congrats to them. Yeah. None of them will be president. And uh, we don't know who will be. But I was happy to be introduced to all these guys. So all the boys that are here, uh, at Tone Diggs is here. We learned a lot about Diggs last night. Uh-huh. Big John yeah. King guy. I found yep. that on his Twitter. Yep. Uh, not a big Paul Ty guy, but last night no. you dove into it. The football world, we got some updated news and breaking news, too. It's like tomorrow night's Thursday night game. Everybody thought the Packers were potentially going to be the COVID problem. Turns out Niners got a COVID problem this morning. They're supposed to play tomorrow. What's going to happen, Diggs? Nobody knows. It's 2020.
2: Yeah, and if they do play tomorrow night, hopefully they do. They've, we've had test day over day before, and they've played the game before, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, but Kendrick Bourne is the person on the 49ers who, I guess, tested positive today. And now that he's out, not one person playing tomorrow night for the 49ers is someone that touched the ball in the NFC Championship game last year. And everyone is out.
0: Nobody is guaranteeing that the Packers are going to get a win. Mm-mm. And nobody knows if the game's going to happen. Yeah. Right? Nobody knows if the game's going to happen. I guess the Packers have no more positive tests after A.J. Dillon went to birthday with his girlfriend. Uh, and then he played an entire game with COVID, and then, or COVID positive tests. And then Jamal Williams was a high risk, close to this, so he's out. But other than that, no other positives. Niners have positive this morning, so who knows who else contact tracing is going to be out. Tomorrow night's game, big question. It's in San Francisco, by the way, which... I think he's the most locked down stadium in the entire NFL right now, right? I mean, now Michael's Chris Collins. They wore 2 masks during the thing mm-hmm. or whatever. I had to. Be excited to see how Thursday night plays out. We'll talk about that throughout the day, but it does seem like COVID's inching its way back mm-hmm. into the NFL a little bit. At Boston, Connor, you feel the Patriots are going to make the playoffs? Interesting. Oh, what are yeah. your thoughts on tomorrow night's game? And also tonight, there's a little match pal. I don't know if you're going to get loose in there.
3: Uh, I'm going to stay away from college since I've lost about $10,000 betting <laughs> on college football. But for tomorrow night's <laughs> game, I just don't see how it's going to happen. There's just no chance. It's California. It's not happening. Cal- uh, Gamble response by the way yes.
0: uh should definitely say that mm-hmm. it's on him he makes very dumb bets Terrible. that is 100% his fault but you're right it does feel like if there's covid potentially popping up california would be a state that would potentially say yeah, you're not coming in here the green bay team has it it would be very interesting to see if thursday night football happens if they move it is it going to sunday is it going Monday? Is it going Tuesday? Are we going to have to reshuffle? What's going to happen? And will this enact the NFL's potential plan of having 16 teams in the playoffs as opposed to 14, which is what it was supposed to be uh, as of this year? Will they add another team in each division or in each conference to make this whole thing possible? And if you're a Patriots fan, you're just hoping that somehow COVID we- uh, weasels its way around yeah. the NFL so that you could potentially slide in the back door.
3: I mean, I wouldn't mind it, but I think if we do have to solve some problems here, like you guys said, I think we should just bring in Kornacki. The NFL just Bring him in. Have him decipher a few things. Where should we play? When do we do it? And he'll figure it out. Steve Kornacki (laughs) should be doing a lot more than he's doing. (laughs) He really should. You know, he, that, listen, shout out
0: to Bill, okay? Shout out to Bill. They did did great. John King, great night, okay? You did your thing. I appreciate what you guys did. But Kornacki looked like a mad scientist at points last night. Sweating. The sleeves were rolled mm-hmm. up. He was diving potentially into the states through the map and telling things that was going on. It was amazing. I, I mean, I fell asleep, obviously. Okay, I fell asleep uh, during uh, Monday Night Football in the fourth quarter as well, so I apologize uh, to the politics people that I fell asleep in the middle of your big Super Bowl or whatever. I did it for our, our sport as well, if it means anything, because the, <laughs> the time zone change or whatever. But uh, I woke up this morning, and my first thought was, How's Kornacki doing? Yeah, exactly. It turns out they put his ass back on TV this morning. They put all three of them back on TV this morning. It's like, yo, I just pitched the perfect game last night. All of a sudden, next morning because we don't have any answers, let's put his ass back on TV. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let Kornacki at least have 24 hours to fucking celebrate what he did last night. Maybe get the guy a cup of coffee or something, for Christ's sake.
1: All three of
2: these guys were, I saw them until at least 3.30 in the morning on their respective channels, and they were all three back on their channels at like 10.30 this morning.
0: I I guess this has happened in uh, uh where there's a delay in figuring out who the fuck one thing for yeah. the president which mm-hmm. honest I'm I'm telling you this yet again we know we don't know what we're talking about here we are just observing and reporting the fact that they put them back out there this morning, they tried them all back out there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they tried them all back. John King's back out there this morning. Bill Hammer's back out there on his map this morning. And Kornacki is on his map this morning. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yo, these guys just pulled an all-nighter here, breaking down things that I, I don't think we expected. And they're expecting them to go out there and have another game. It's like, hey, doubleheader, boys. Here digital, we go. Yeah. Two you, got two, you got two Super Bowls, pal, in the same damn morning. Hopefully, Cornacki will be able to get back into the zone that he was in last night because this morning he stumbled out of the gates a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it's not fair either. I mean, they're not – letting him actually go to the board and kind of dissect the counties and the states like they were last night. I think they realized, like, hey, Kornacki, you stole the show last night. We can't have you doing that again. Well, like, the election matters.
0: Oh, you think that his contract's potentially up. This is like a Marshawn Lynch on the goal line in the Maybe. Super Bowl. Yeah. Don't want to pay him. <laughs> yeah. Because Kornacki's price just went up. Skyrocketing.
3: His, <laughs> yeah.
0: his price just – there's already an article in 4- I bought his book this morning. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> we're the
0: dumbest tried to watch rogan's stream last night oh yeah was that it wasn't bad it wasn't bad but they didn't have any of the the map they needed a map, need map. they needed need a, a map. mapper they needed a mapper over there like i love when uh rogan speaks obviously tim dylan very funny and they had another guy on there uh and you know numerous people but as soon as i, I good conversation as i was listening rogan always has great conversation with people i'm, I'm listening i'm listening i'm listening i'm like I fucking need the map guy dude yeah
3: need to have need the
0: map. the map guy you need a map guy in there and it was whew, electric uh Boy, our, our country's pissed, though. Like, oh, all,
3: yeah. <laughs> split down the middle. This morning, I woke up.
0: <laughs> this morning, I woke up. And, uh, you know, I I don't want to say I don't love stirring the pot. But I just looked, <laughs> I looked on the internet. I scrolled through. This person hates this person. On a complete opposite side, this person hates this person. I just gave a little, good morning, beautiful people. How's everybody doing? Today? <laughs> <laughs> and it was a... I might as well have just dropped, like, uh, one of those things that uh, when you put in with pop and it blows up or oh, Mentos. Oh, Mentos. I yeah. dropped Mentos right into the timeline, <laughs> and that thing just fucking boom all the way up. I was, uh, I was called immature for even asking that question. Oh, come, on. On. Oh, <laughs> come on. Come on. I was just what <laughs> doing. Thomas got canceled last night, by the way. And this is the closest I've ever been to cancel. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, yesterday we had a conversation with uh, Anthony Gonzalez, former teammate of mine. Great guy. And to be 100% transparent, I did not know what political affiliation he was until we posted about him on the Twitter feed. We posted a clip, and then people just came in, obviously, burying him because he's a Republican, Mm -hmm. which, by the way, I did not know. I had no idea. Uh, So last night he wins. Okay? Mm Mm-hmm. And I see the AP announces that he wins. And it says, Republican Congressman Anthony Gonzalez wins for a second term or whatever. I quote tweeted and I say, congrats. You know, I give him like a congrats to Gonzo. Nice. Like, hey, I thought people were like, you know, oh, boy, I almost got fucking canceled. So I had to take it down. I was like, oh, all right. I have to tell people this is like a friend of mine. Like, oh, yeah. A <laughs> former course. teammate of mine, a former NFL guy is now serving his second term in Congress. He's 36 years old. I'm pretty happy for the guy. But also, hey. The the votes he makes, I'm not 100%. Like, listen, don't associate me with any fucking politician. This is strictly me congratulating a friend. It got hot in the kitchen there for a little
3: bit. Oh, yeah. If you say good job to a friend, you have to explain why you're saying a good job and why they're your friend. Or else, you know, who knows? And that was an amateur move by me not realizing that. Especially, I,
0: I don't... See, this is me once again not understanding truly how uh, you know emotionally vested old Politai is, yeah, yeah. because oh, I don't boy. know enough about the world. <laughs> boy, my sports Twitter, awesome. Uh-huh. Last night, sports Twitter became Politai Twitter because the whole world became it. I did not know everybody wants to kill everybody. Like, oh you know, yeah, it's going to be like that for a while now too. It yeah. seems like uh-huh. a big EKE country right now. Everybody kill everybody. Yep. Huh. Well, the good news for us is. Uh, we're just gonna be, uh, we're just gonna be dumb uh-huh. and yeah. talk about sports uh-huh. today. We got Dalvin Cook joining us in about nine minutes. Ooh. Can't wait to chat with him. Uh-huh. He just got off of a two hundred and twenty six total yard game against the Green uh-huh. Bay Packers. Beat them by himself. Uh-huh. Uh, he's been on the show before. Good conversation. Can't wait to chat with him. Obviously, things aren't going great uh, for the Vikings this year. Who knows why? Not him. He just had four tuds. I can't wait to chat with him about that. Uh, Jason McAfee's here in the back. Evan Fox in a. Wild turn of events yesterday. Mm-hmm. Drove back to Michigan to vote. Yeah.
3: Wow, he did. He- he- hero. Herobos. Wow, Foxy.
2: Foxy. Right? He's a hero. Proud of him.
0: Hey, that's while we were watching last night too, and Michigan was becoming a one of the you <laughs> mm-hmm. don't yeah. know he wanted to zoom in things. I was like, good for Foxy going back there. So I don't know. I think he'll be there today, maybe tomorrow. Not 100 sure. Happy for Foxy though. Have and that's where hey, that's hey. That's what our show's all about. It's all about. Yeah. So today at Viva Lazito is cutting cameras, and if you're watching on YouTube, he's already made about eight to nine mistakes. <laughs> but that's just cause he's trying to figure it out and feel it out. Ain't that right, Z? Oh yeah, you know, I'm uh, figuring it out all as we go, but oh. I think we got this. As Hell, he looked yeah. to the side and <laughs> where am I very, very confused. I pressed the wrong button there, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're doing a great job, Thank Z. You. Hey, you have a poll out today. So Zito is pulling like six different jobs right now. Okay. He's doing Foxy's job cutting cameras. He, he is also putting out his big ass poll. Mm-hmm. Zito, what's the poll for the day? Uh today is uh will the 49ers and Packers play tomorrow. Uh nope. Sixty-three point three percent. Yep, thirty-six point seven. I did that wrong. No, you did good. Zito, you can do it. You can do him, no right? wrong today, by the way. Nick and Gumpy are back there. We can't thank you enough for joining us today. We'll do some phone calls. We got some midseason awards oh, to yeah. give away. Uh. Yeah, I mean, we got some big things popping off on this Wednesday, November 4th, and uh Yeah, like, I want to let everybody know, no matter what happens here, like, hey, we're just going to go on here, okay? The spirit of the human is much more powerful than any spirit of government, no matter who's in the government world. Hell yeah. hell yeah. You got people from both sides saying the world's going to end if the other person gets voted in. Guess what? People have been saying that for the last 50 years. But what has America done? Fucking survived. Mm -hmm. right. Strive on. I don't know who's going to win. I don't think anybody does. I didn't know who was going to win going into it. I don't think I ever did. But I think everybody on earth needs to realize that we're all in this together, baby. Yep. Put your swords away. Okay. At some point, you have to look at somebody who maybe uh, disagrees with the way you view uh, one of the key pertinent topics and just say, hey, you're a fucking stooge for that, but let's move along. Bingo. Okay. I don't need to kill you. mm They were boarding up Indianapolis getting ready for a goddamn war because they didn't know what was going to happen last night. We can't have that happen in every single four years. That's not what this is. No. You're allowed to disagree with people. You're allowed to think people are stupid. I do that every day with Connor. Yeah. I mean, literally every single day, there is a, a person that I disagree with on a lot of different occasions, who we just work, that is what our country is. By the way, we're a melting pot of people with different opinions and different backstories and maybe different reasons for believing in different things, and that's completely okay. But boy, if you look at any Twitter, everybody can get like mm-hmm. anybody can get killed if you disagree with people now. Oh yeah, and it's a wild time to be alive. And I, that'll be my last little soapbox thing. But just know it's okay to disagree with people. Yeah, like, it's okay. But you don't have to, like, you know, kill them. No, 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 no. you
2: don't.
3: Listen and disagree.
0: This country
2: was raised on disagreements.
3: Yeah. Amen. You ever heard first take? Country is born off of
0: it. So sorry to interrupt. I want to let you know that if you're not gambling with our friends at Fandle, you're wrong. Okay? We can all agree upon something. And that is that Fandle is the greatest gambling sports book in the history of gambling sports books.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with that.
0: They refund money at an alarming rate. Mm-hmm. Has to be bad for their business. Their odds are boosted better than everybody else. So that means you win more money on their sports book than anywhere else. The super boost hit four out of the last five. Should have been five. Okay. Five. Super boost are odds that shouldn't be on any gambling sports gambling site. And they're on there. And we've hit four out of the last five costing them $1.5 million. Just in a super boost. Just in a super boost. Wow. So what I'm saying is. Sports gambling used to be something that, you know, was like uh, kind of in like the alleyways, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of uncut jewels, handshakes. Very seedy, seedy, seedy operation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to be honest, I wanted to say seedy, but I wasn't 100 percent sure what the definition of that word is. And I didn't want to. Sure. I understand. So it's a seedy operation. Mm -hmm. FanDuel has made it fun. Mm-hmm. FanDuel has made it convenient. Yeah, FanDuel has made it fair mm-hmm. because it's regulated, like all sports books are nowadays, because it's regulated by everything. But they they try to make it as um, awesome as possible in every fashion. Yeah, I think so. The stigma of sports gambling being only for people that potentially don't you know do things exactly the right way all the time. Sure. No more FanDuel. We got doctors gambling on there. Yeah. We got truck drivers gambling on mm-hmm. there. And it doesn't matter who you are, how much money you make. FanDuel wants you to have the time of your life when you're gambling with FanDuel.
1: It's just fun having a little skin in the game.
0: It is. It makes the games better. It makes the makes everything. And how easy it is to use the app. There's nobody that can touch FanDuel in that department. Nope. Not a chance. So if you're not gambling with FanDuel, you're wrong. Uh, just gained Tennessee, I believe. FanDuel was in there. Shout out to South Dakota voting it through uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Go Big, Go Blue, Go Jacks, Go Sports Gamble. And I think they also passed marijuana out there, too. Yeah, I saw a lot of places pass marijuana. Not Indiana. Not Indiana. New Jersey did, though. Congrats to New Jersey, who already has sports gambling. Mm-hmm. You need to be gambling with FanDuel. Everybody needs to be doing it. It's the best. There are partners. We give away money. At Hammer Don, the podcast, we're just giving away winners. I mean, let's have a good time, and let's do it with our partners at FanDuel. We're so thankful for them. Back to the show. Joining us now is a man who had four tuts in 226 yards from the line of scrimmage this past weekend against division rival Green Bay Packers. Ladies and gentlemen, pro bowler Dalvin
4: Cook.
0: How's it going, bub?
4: What's up, Pat?
0: Hey, thank you for joining us. I appreciate you so much. Uh, I know it's probably a hectic week after scoring four touchdowns on a goddamn Saturday. I assume everybody wants to talk to you. Thanks for joining us,
4: brother. No problem,
0: bro. Hey, at what point did you know? Like, was it when you jogged on the field? Like, when you jogged on the field day of, were you like, ah, you know, the, the wind is hitting me a little bit differently. I feel a little lighter in my in my boots here. I know the I know that the scheme today is. Re-. Did you know at any point like, oh, I'm about to have a career day against the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau? No problem at all. Did you know at any point, or was it just like as it was going? It was like, oh, this is this is pretty cool. Nobody touched me. Oh, I'm in the touchdown again. Let's do. It. Is that what it was?
4: Um, it was all the floating. But I knew the wind and the type of environment we was playing in that we was gonna we was gonna run the football and just locking in and sticking with it, which what we did was was great for us and commend the o line and everybody for, for blocking for me, but just one of those days where you start feeling it and things start happening for you.
0: Do you start seeing things better? Like, for instance, they say, um, like, people that are professional drivers, whenever you get above 180 miles an hour, the world starts slowing down. Is there anything where you were just seeing things differently, or is it just every game and just things were popping open for you a little bit easier?
4: Yeah, those guys up front kind of made things so much easier for me. But, you know, if you talk to a running back and, you know, when they're mentally just, just in it, and just and just ready to go. You know, things are, are clicking different up top.
0: Um, you were coming back off an injury, I believe. What was that? How are we feeling? Is there anything else going on in the body? Are we about to make a run at this thing with the Minnesota Vikings? You started a little bit shaky and cold at the beginning of the season.
4: Yeah, um, I had a, um, a slight a slight um, abductor scream, and it was nothing serious. I just needed a little rest on it. And the bye we came right on time i got that week of rest and i was ready to go but my body feels great um into my process and just getting ready to go to work this week so we getting ready to try to go on this run and get this thing turned around
0: you ever think about not having abs then you, can't, <laughs> mm, you know what I mean? <laughs>
4: <laughs> nah, it was it was it was different for me because like I didn't. I didn't know about an act there and none of that. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was different.
0: <laughs> what are workouts that you do, Dalvin? Because you have this incredible running style. You almost run. You run more vertical than most people, but you pull away. You you seem to be explosive while also having this great agility. What is your workout process? What is the biggest thing for you in the off season going into a season? What's the mindset?
4: Yeah, off season wise, I I kind of like stick to what I do best, you know, jump cuts, um, you know, more agility stuff, you know, power out the ground, a lot of cutting and which is my game, you know, you know, priding myself on breaking tackles and, you know, hitting that home run. And that's just, you know, part of my game. And I, and I, and I trust my eyes a lot and I, and I, and that's just how my game is.
0: How come you didn't do the, um, the, uh, the, iggy, the, the gritty, the you did the uh, you did the Lambo leap, obviously by yourself. How we doing? Keep it moving, but I didn't see you. Is it because Adam Thielen is so good at the gritty? Is that why you didn't want to do it?
4: <laughs> uh, the next time I pull it out, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna know exactly how to do it. <laughs> I can't pull it out. And Justin Jefferson, I gave you the ideal look of how i supposed to look, and I go out there and embarrass myself
0: how is that locker room because obviously there hasn't been as many wins but there's been games that you guys should have won and now there's still a lot of season left everybody knows there's still a lot of season left and a win like that over the packers a packers team that's at the top of the nfc and everybody's conversation piece that can kind of pivot and change an entire momentum in mindset in a building what has it been like in the building this week and what is the mindset going into the weekend
4: yeah there's been some guys that's a bunch that's walking in here confident um Knowing they could beat a good team, knowing we could beat teams that are at the top of everybody's list, just knowing we could do it, and that was that was big for us finishing that game. And you know, from here from here on out, it's the mindset of of going on a run and and trying to win as much games as possible in, in this down stretch right here. Did you get a,
0: like? Did you get? did you keep every ball like did did you get like (laughs) seven game balls i 226 yards i don't think i've ever been in a team meeting a victory meeting like that did they did zimmer just be like all right listen uh on the offense side of the ball uh we're gonna give every fucking ball we got to that guy (laughs) and if he wants to share him with the offensive line that's cool what was the reaction on the plane ride home the trip home as the accolades were just rolling in because i think everybody saw you start get going and then afterwards it was like 226 yards this dude accounted for that is it had to be a hell of a trip home and a hell of a I mean that's a that's something that doesn't happen often, to be honest with you. I hope you enjoyed it a little
4: bit. Yeah, I did. I'm just embracing it with my teammates. Um this thing is it's been a it's been an up and down year, you know, with the protocol and with everything that's been surrounding us. So we haven't been winning as much as we want. And we felt that one win. We we enjoyed it. We got back to work, took a couple of L's and you no, know, we beat Green Bay and Lambo, so we 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 enjoying that feeling, and now it's time to go back to work. But that that ride home was definitely a good feeling, and now it's time to go keep keep feeling the same feeling each week.
2: Dalvin, you, you talked about it earlier about how uh, you knew the game might be on you because of the wind and the weather and stuff like that. Being from Florida, being a Florida guy, have you gotten used to playing in cold games yet? Being in the NFC North and having to play outside in some of those conditions.
4: Yeah, credit that to Coach um, No, I I never understood the <laughs> us practicing outside in the weather. But it pays off. Um it, it definitely gets you ready for a game and I was in the game. I was actually kind of enjoying it just being out there in the cold weather. No sleeves, just just enjoying it and having fun and you know, I credit that to the, to the coaches around here for putting us in a in that scenario before we even got in it.
0: Hey, Florida boys are mocked for being soft in the cold, though. I mean, that is. Nah,
4: yeah.
0: <laughs> hey, you know how them Florida boys do it whenever it gets a little bit cold. They turn it off a little
5: bit. They're <laughs> They turn it off. Uh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is something that's thought about. You got something, uh, Connor?
3: Yeah, Dalvin, uh, you had a massive day, and you mentioned the guys up front. So have you started brainstorming ideas for Christmas presents for your offensive linemen? Smart.
4: Yeah, gotta get those guys right, right? Have <laughs> oh, yeah. to, have to, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, we 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 finished this thing off strong. Um, this November, then get into December. You know, definitely got something special for those guys. You know, they've been they've been blocking their tails off, not only for me, for Kurt, and for this team to 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 be able to just go out there and and win games.
0: Davo, what part of Florida are you from? I'm from Miami. Um. It feels like there's like, what, 80% of the NFL is from that part of town? Like, how, what is it? What is it about? Is it because it's warm all year, so you guys can train all year? Is it because the competitive, what is it about Miami and South Florida that always produces just absolute monsters?
4: I think it's different down there. We start football. I started football when I was four years old. And, you know, that was tackle football, too. So it was, we start early, you know, we get into it, and we just love the game. You know, I'm not taking that away from no other state, but I just think it's a different love down there and you know it's so competitive at each level you know middle school ball, high school ball, no matter what it is, it's so competitive and you got guys that's just as fast as you and just as talented as you so it it rises your game to to the highest level.
0: And I think the community down there the football community is a really close one. You hear a lot of OGs that go back and watch like young kids but they're like oh we got a guy who's like 10 years old, 12 years old. Like they know like it feels like the OGs are in touch with what's going on in the South Florida football community. Who's somebody that you maybe as you were coming up looked up to as a running back, maybe not a South Florida guy, but who is somebody that you looked up to as a football player whenever you were coming through it?
4: Yeah, when I was coming through it, um, no, I had a good example for me and uh, it was that was Devontae Freeman. Uh, um, right there in my backyard, same high school, um, 10 minutes away from the little league park, and same college. So it was, it was an ideal situation for me to just, just learn from him and, you know, hard worker, great person off the field and just kept his head down at work. And that's just, that's the identity that I carry myself on.
0: Hey Devin, why do you think some people fizzle out in the NFL and some people go? Like this is something I've tried to talk about on the show is because people ask me like, why some punters are good and some are bad who all have strong legs. Why does this kicker get hot and why is that? And to be honest, I don't have an answer. I'm like, I think mentally, like maybe that's it. Why do you think some people make it? and some people don't why because well, i would assume there are some people out there who could potentially uh run as fast as dalvin cook lift as much as dalvin cook but whenever you have 226 yards from scrimmage in an nfl game there's obviously something that separates you from other people and i don't want you to base this around you like i think i have this but what do you think is the biggest differentiator between people fizzling out because we all know people that are incredibly athletic that just couldn't make it what do you think the biggest differentiator is you think in the nfl
4: yeah, um, I think just trusting who you is. Um, you no, know, my game is different from any running back game, and you no, know, I, I look at other running backs and I and I, I learn a lot from them. But I also know who Dalvin Cook is, and I think people sometimes get steered away and see other people doing other things and try to make it to that's who there is, like that's who they want to be. So like I'm Dalvin Cook, and I. And I stand on that, and I and I know the type of game that I play. And each week, I trust my process of getting me ready on Sundays. And you get some guys that, you know, take losses to the heart and don't trust their process and take wins and don't trust their process. Win, lose, or draw. And you know, I got the same process of how I get ready on Sundays. And, you know, just being Diving Cook is, is what I stand on. And, and, and I think some guys steer away from that just by watching others, you know, be successful
0: always be yourself unless you can be dalvin cook then <laughs> yeah, then you be dalvin cook if you can uh before we let you go and we can't thank you enough you're in the middle of a work day joining us do you have like any uh weird diets or do you get like acupuncture or any of that uh that type of you do the acupuncture yeah that's what you just big yes any other things that we should know about to maybe make me a better athlete
4: yeah, if you if you trying to come out the booth, Pat, I got you. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, my diet—I is I got meal prep, um, not none Pacific on each day. You know, whatever my chef throws at me, you know, he pretty much know my weight. Um, acupuncture, yeah, I, I, I do that probably twice a week, and you know, I get my massages same way. Um, and I just pretty much try to stay ahead of the curveball. You know, early in the week, I try to get on my cardio. As much as I can, because on Wednesdays and Thursdays, I'm out here flying around in practice, you know, pushing myself like it's game day. You know, I'm getting game reps, you know, Wednesdays and Thursdays. And it's the same way on Friday, and I kind of shut it down until Sunday. So... No, that's that's, that's that's
0: my week. I think being disciplined with your routine is a big deal. I, I think that's what I've learned from the people who are at the top of their professions. It's like it's a very disciplined, like, hey, this is what we do. This is the schedule. On this day we do this. On this day we do this. Then the outcome is this. And it's like a very – it's a routine-based routine, a routine based thing. Last question before we, before we let you go. I can't thank you enough for joining us. Uh, A.J. Dillon of the Green Bay Packers tested positive for COVID uh, and played the entire game. Okay, so now Jamal Williams is out because it was close contact tracing and all that and there's stories floating around on the internet that aj dylan he went to dinner with his girlfriend uh, terrible human by the way should not <laughs> yes. absolutely terrible human should not go to dinner with his girlfriend on her birthday or whatever so it have you guys been asked or have you been just under the assumption that you just have to go home and go to work and go home and go to work. Like, is that kind of the mindset on how the hell you get through a 2020 NFL season with all this COVID? Cause COVID could be anywhere. that son of a bitch could be under your bed. You have no idea. Is that kind of the mindset is just like, well, I go to work and I go home, I go to work and I go home. And how hard has that been mentally on anything? Or is it just like, it's a part of your routine now?
4: Yeah, that's pretty much what I took from the protocol called day one. And it was like, you know, stay away from large groups, large crowds, um, you know the restaurants and all that stuff, and that's pretty much you know what we do. You know, sometimes we go to go to dinner with your girlfriend, your wife's um, You know, you just just try to get away from the game and ease your mind. But now, the protocol changes every week due to you know guys getting it. So what I pretty much took from it was that you know just just practice home, back to practice, back to home, travel as you got to travel, and that's that's about it. man. You know, it's just pretty much like we're in the outside bubble. And, you know, you got to conduct ourselves like that to keep people safe. And you know, I think that's that's pretty much the, the key taken from it, you know, practicing back home.
0: Hey, Dalvin. It's going to take all of us, man. Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> it's, going, it's
0: going to take all of us. We appreciate you so much. Keep crushing it, okay? Tell all the boys in the locker room we appreciate them. And uh, hell of a day, man. You'll remember this forever. I hope you do at least. That's an incredible accomplishment, especially in Lambeau on the road. Ladies and gentlemen, Dalvin Cook. Yeah, yeah, Dalvin! Dalvin! Woo! Appreciate you, man. Yes, sir. Um, South Florida, guys. You know, with the... Uh, in any word that starts with "st," they replace the T with a K, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it is awesome. Love it. Yeah. Hey, I just go straight to it, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? <laughs> it is. That is one thing I do miss about uh, the locker room being in, is uh, the, the dialect mm-hmm. and the lingo coming in from all the different places uh-huh. is whoa from louisiana whenever that came into my life i was very intrigued i'm like uh oh we just say whoa after everything and, whoa, ooh, not you oh, <laughs> okay, that's okay. hey sorry well i'll keep that great you know what i mean uh let's go to some phone calls dalvin cook he you, you hey you go to work you go home mm-hmm. okay yeah dalvin cook plays for the minnesota vikings mm-hmm. it's a shame that you had to hear him talk about his dedication to the team because he knows that it takes all of us when you know aj dylan's going out to birthday. A birthday dinner with his girlfriend? What
1: a bad guy that guy is. I mean, he forgot for a split second. Can't do it! And you just can't. You just can't.
0: It takes all of us. It takes all of us all the time. And we're not talking about voting, by the way. We're talking about getting through a goddamn minute. Yeah, we are. (laughs) No lapses. Uh, Here we are, 41 minutes into this Wednesday, November 4th. And last night, uh, yesterday, there was an election, you know, where people were electing things. And... uh, Uh, Shout out to uh, Rainwater. He did did register in the gubernatorial race here in Indiana, but he did not win. Yeah, yeah. Rainwater made a good run with the Libertarian Party, but he did not win. But there are some winners that we would like to announce today uh, because if you think about it, Uh, Week eight had finished, right? We're going into week nine. Mm -hmm. We are currently in the middle of that week on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. So that would be like 8.5 weeks into an NFL season. How many total weeks is in an NFL season? If I can do the Steve Kornacki thing here, 17. What's 17 divided by two? 8.5. Where are we at right now? We are in the exact middle Mm -hmm. of the season. It is time to give our exact middle of the season awards.
6: Yeah!
0: Okay, we will run through these awards. We have picked a few that we would like to give out. You will understand a few of them, obviously, because they are standard awards. Like, for instance, we would like to give the middle of the season award to the worst team to potentially ever play in the NFL. And it was a hot hot start for a lot of teams in suck uh, sucking obviously Mm -hmm. but there's one team that has kind of rose to the top in the most suck fest suck festival that they could possibly do a lot of people are saying that they are trying to lose games. a lot of people are saying that this team is attempting to get one Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson that team that won the middle of the season award for worst team of all time ladies and gentlemen congrats to the New York Jets.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations, Jets. Congrats. Congrats,
0: New York Jets. Really good job out of you guys. Um, then, obviously, if you have the worst teams, you know, just missed it. If you have the worst team, you have to obviously have an award for the best team. Ooh. And the best team, if you go into this season, you think, you know what? The reigning, defending, undisputed Super Bowl champs who somehow signed everybody to their team that was up for contract negotiation. Chris Jones, back. Travis Kelsey, back. Andy Reid, back. Uh, Sammy Watkins, back. GM Veach, back. They, sp- they paid Patrick Mahomes a half a billion dollars. Mm, that team was definitely on track to win the exact middle of the season Pat McAfee show award for best team. But what they ran into was potentially a lackadaisical evening against the Oakland Raiders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So us being a legitimate organization with legitimate awards that would like to be taken seriously, we have to take that into account. We can only give it to the only undefeated team. Congratulations to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah! Yeah! Wow. Wow. Congrats Woo. to Pittsburgh Steelers. One year removed from having a duck play quarterback and a uh, yep. quarterback who's got his helmet taken off and beaten head with it by another grown man. The Pittsburgh Steelers now are undefeated. The defense is flying around making plays. I think they're the only defense in the history of the sport or something to have like three sacks and a turnover in every single game basically for seven straight games. They're 7-0. They had an early bye week. Will that hurt them in the long run? Will they be able to withstand the pressures of a long NFL season with no bye week in sight will ben roethlisberger's new elbow that is very fresh with new ligaments and no longer meat beating uh situation happening Uh will he be able to maintain the level of football that it will take to get to the mountaintop we have no idea and that's not what this award is this award is strictly on this wednesday eight and a half weeks into a 17 week season the best team in football without a doubt is the Pittsburgh stellars Congratulations to Pittsburgh Steelers. So let's move on to our next award, the Stooge of the season. Now, when you think of Stooges in the NFL, boy, a lot of names pop in your head. Mm. You start thinking of refs. Maybe back in the day you would think of Alberto Riveron. Before we learned that Alberto yeah. Riveron was set up to fail basically by the NFL, and mm-hmm. I I feel bad for everything I said about Alberto Riveron because Alberto Riveron was in a situation where he was being tasked to do things that just wasn't making common sense at all he was a fall guy basically for the pass interference review rule getting taken out of the game because of how bad he did it but it really the NFL asked him to take it to a different standard that just wasn't made no sense so I would take Alberto Riveron's name completely out of Stooge conversation I hope you will as well then obviously there's Adam Gase from the beginning he was signed as a New York Jet head coach that press conference with his big ass eyes to how everything has kind of unfolded since then you would say Adam Gase was the favorite going into this season to be the stooge of this nfl season but no no my friend oh. a man came out of his basement in wisconsin to become the head coach of the dallas cowboys ladies and gentlemen stooge of the year eight and a half weeks into this 2020 nfl season congrats mike mccarthy
3: yeah, boy. Congrats, yeah mike.
0: Mike McCarthy looked like he forgot that he was in the NFL there for a few weeks. looked like he had his headset on, but nobody was listening or talking to him. He was wandering the sideline. Nobody would talk to him. Nobody would listen to him. It didn't even feel like he was even saying words at certain times. His locker room turned against him. They started leaking information six weeks into the thing. He obviously loses his franchise quarterback, which was not his fault at all. But for whatever reason, this guy was tasked with turning around the Dallas Cowboys, making them a contender. A team that is forced on national television every single weekend and one that we would enjoy watching but the only thing that has happened is disappointment terrible football the locker room's a, t- a complete toxic mess and he's getting rid of everybody is it directly mccarthy's fault for being the biggest stooge of the uh, 2020 nfl season so far no it's the situation it's primetime television every week and it seems like everything is just kind of unfolding in front of him and he has no idea it's even fucking happening mm-hmm. so that is why we had to give it to big mike even though it hurts my heart because he's a pittsburgh guy and he might by the way turn the cowboys around going. Forward. That is not what this award is. This award is just to tell you eight and a half weeks into the 2020 NFL season, we believe them. Well, actually, the judges did. Mike McCarthy, biggest stooge of the NFL. Dude, congrats. Congrats. Congratulations. Nice Congratulations.
3: Congratulations. Big old fat stooge. Connor.
0: Connor, we don't body shim here. What? Come
3: on, Connor. 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 dude. What? Connor. We don't. It's just stooge, bro. Oh, that was sorry. the award. Was just I, com- I combined the Big Mike with the, with the Big Stooge. You
0: know you yeah, but then you added a couple words added, of body yeah. shame, that there's no reason to do that. Big Mike doesn't need that right now. He's got enough on his fucking plate, doesn't he? <laughs>
3: yeah, too much, some would say. Oh, my oh, God. No.
0: Take it easy. Also, middle of the season award for best coach in the NFL goes to a man who gets no credit ever for anything. He just passed Tony Dungy for being the winningest African-American coach in the history of the NFL, a Super Bowl champion, a man who's not scared to talk shit. He uses massive words in a way to distract the media from asking any other questions. From the Pittsburgh Steelers, the only undefeated team, Mike Taughton.
6: Yeah,
0: coach. Congrats, Mike well, Tomlin. Last year, he should have got Coach of the Year as well for leading that offense uh, in that team that had no offense almost in a playoff strictly off the defensive side of the ball. He's a defensive coach, so when you have the best defense in football, a defense that will be talked about, a defense that has been winning you a lot of your games that you're undefeated, you have to win best coach. Congrats to Mike Tomlin. Will he be able to finish it off with no bye week? His answer was we do not care, but we will find out if his players' bodies do care because that is a long run to go on. Congrats to Coach Tomlin. Uh, the next award is for the best rookie so far in this 2020 NFL season. And no surprise, it comes from the same goddamn team. Oh. Mm-hmm. A lot of people would say Justin Herbert should be up there for Rookie of the Year. I agree. He's played unbelievable football, okay? He got in there, obviously, because Tyrod Taylor got a golf tee shoved through his lungs 10 minutes before the game against the Kansas City Chiefs, and he's played great football ever since then, but they haven't been able to win. They've had leads of 17, 17, and 21, losing all three of them. That has to be a heartbreaker for the Chargers fans. And you know you got a guy going forward joey burrow he's been unbelievable at football they just pick up their first win blowing out the titans in spectacular fashion he's going to be great going forward but i think if you were to judge rookie on performance and outcome of this season you have to go with the guy from canada that tony romo so cleverly called mapletron ladies and gentlemen chase Mapletron. Yes. Hey, he's currently sitting at uh four overall in the odds whenever you go to the sports books Uh for rookie of the year i think that is a good bet he has seven touchdowns in seven games in his nfl career i assume that's only going to build as he and ben roethlisberger continue to grow their relationship now best tight end is a guy who's been on this show in the last couple weeks scoring touchdowns every single weekend ladies and gentlemen travis kelsey and the last award this is a big one now this is an award that we will give out That nobody else – congrats, Trav, by the way, just showed up. Congrats, Trav. And I didn't give you much of a chance, you know. I was actually going to steamroll past it to give you the next one. (laughs) The award for the exact middle of the season, Pat McAfee Show Award, for the coolest dude in the NFL. This one was a runaway. Okay. Well, early in the season you ask this question, a lot of people go, oh, there's probably a lot of cool dudes out there. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, super cool. Dude, yeah. he likes ketchup. Yeah, he's cool. Tom Brady, super cool. Dude, he eats avocado ice cream. Mm-hmm. Cool. AQ Shipley, super cool. Guy plays center for the Buccaneers. We like uh, him a lot. The yeah. coolest. Lamar Jackson, super cool. Super cool. Maybe the coolest. Kyler Murray, he seems to be playing yeah. pretty cool. Cliff Kingsbury's got that uh, hey, cool drug dude. lord mansion that uh, looks like he sold, I don't know, 15, 16 kilos in the morning out there. In mm-hmm. Arizona, cool. he's cool dude. There's a lot of cool dude. Andy Reid, cool dude. Oh, cool dude. But there's no question about it. The coolest dude in the NFL is a man that we've all learned about every single goddamn Tuesday. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah! Congrats, yeah! Aaron. Congrats, Aaron Rodgers. Congrats, Rodgers. Congrats on being the coolest dude in the NFL here on the Pat Magnus Show, middle of the season awards. We'll obviously do that next year, eight and a half weeks into this season. Mm-hmm. And that's really our only award show. We should have wore ties and suits, but we didn't know what was happening until this morning.
2: What's going uh, on, so? T-? Since Zito can't do it, I'm, I'm monitoring the group chat a little bit and, and no real complaints except for there was a couple of other nominees for Biggest Stooge. Okay. Uh, Billy O'Brien and the Packers front office.
0: Yeah, Billy uh, O'Brien's no longer in the league, though. True. true. So he was fired. D-Q. Packers front office definitely made a late push. <laughs> they did. They made a very late push into yesterday. And to be honest, if the votes weren't already tallied, they did. you see the thing about it is <laughs> – well. The votes were already tallied in the Biggest Stooge. Mike McCarthy was a runaway, yeah. but the Green Bay Packers front office was making a real late push after hours, mm-hmm. and we had to make a decision for our award show. Yeah. I don't know how other elections are going whatever, sure. but for ours, we had to say, he's our Stooge, we're sticking with it.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Had to, you know, turn away the rest of the ballots that were coming in.
0: Late were which is kind of a shame, to be honest with yeah. you. But it's over. <laughs> 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 So sorry to interrupt. Just want to let you know that if you're not having sex with Roman swipes on your penis, you're wrong. <laughs> that might be my new thing. You're wrong if you don't do something that I like. Because <laughs> that's like the way the world is right now. Yeah, everyone's saying it. You are wrong, though, if you're not utilizing our friends at Roman to make you the better you. Mm-hmm. They're a men's health brand that tries to make everything about you better. How's your skin? Not great. Could probably be better. Yeah. How's your hair? Could be better. Could probably be better. How's your sex life? Great, but could be better. Exactly. And it's a, it's just a tag team partner that's not there to tell you that you're wrong. Roman's there to tell you, let's do this a little bit better in a convenient fashion. Mm-hmm. Roman swipes are a game-changing, in-the-sack invention that basically, let me lay it out for you here, okay? You order Roman swipes at GetRoman.com forward slash Pat, you'll get free two-day shipping. They'll show up at your house in uh, discreet packaging, mm-hmm. so nobody will know what it is. Right? Okay. Not that you should be embarrassed, by the way. No. But nobody will know that you have just an ace in the hole, basically. Mm-hmm. Right before you're about to make love. Right before you're about to do the the, the, bu- the business. The business. Right before you're about to go balls deep. I mean, right before you're about to. Bend someone over the barrel and show them the 50 states. See, every time you say that, I'm still not sure that has been said by many people outside of maybe your high school in Iowa. But not a bet. J-Suds, I'm telling you. Listen, whenever you're going to do any of those things, Mm -hmm. whatever you call it, you should be doing it for a much longer time than you are now. You should be going in there and putting on a show. You should be getting a standing ovation. And you can do that with our friends at Roman Roman Swipes. You just rub the Roman Swipes right on the kitten caboodle right before you're about to get started. It'll dry quickly. Then you'll go to town. It will not transfer to your partner, so they have no idea that you have this tag team partner alongside you in Roman Swipes. It's small enough to fit in your pocket, too. Nobody will even know that it's there. And then you have longer, better sex thanks to Roman. Right now, go to GetRoman.com forward slash Pat. You have longer, better sex. You have longer, better hair. You have better skin. Mm-hmm. Everything you could possibly need to be the best version of yourself. Listen, we're going into the winter or whatever, but right on the other side of that is spring. Let's take a couple months here and let's be the best us whenever that sun comes back out. Whenever it's spring break time, let's, let's have the best skin, hair, and sex game that anybody could ever talk about. Yeah. Let's go to GetRoman.com forward slash Pat and make that happen. Sounds good to me. -ah. 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 back to the show (laughs) we're talking to the man who hosts the business of sports podcast executive vice president of vayner sports and former member of the packers front office ladies and gentlemen andrew brand how we doing hey not too shabby how you doing over there pal you look good today you look good today
7: andrew you know, I'm dressed up as my last class of the semester. How about that? Early November, because Villanova moved it up so much because they want to get the kids examined and out of there before Thanksgiving. Well,
0: that's so, a great move.
7: Education these days, getting them all out by Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, and wow.
0: You come in, we got no actual classes, stay in your room, and then you get out of here early, but we're still charging full tuition so we can pay guys like Andrew Brandt to teach classes that are, what were you teaching?
7: Sports law and business. Wow.
0: Let's get into some sports law and some sports business. By the way, shout out to them having the best teacher probably in this profession that you could possibly have in Andrew Brandt. Those kids, hopefully they pass all the tests. Let's see if we can pass some tests. The Packers are the dumbest organization I've ever (laughs) seen in my entire life for not making any moves yesterday. When you have a team that is this close to winning the Super Bowl, Andrew Brandt, this damn close, they do nothing. They sit on Aaron Rodgers' greatness That'll lead them to success, but never the ultimate prize. How did you see yesterday going? And am I completely wrong for saying what I just said?
7: Hey, the whole Twitterati is coming at me like I still work there. (laughs) (laughs) I've been been there in 10 years. But listen, I get it. You know, they haven't surrounded Aaron with the, the weapons that people know. It's Devontae and a bunch of guys people haven't heard of. I get it. And Will Fuller was right there for the taking. But here's my defense of the team you see with the helmet there. My defense is Will Fuller is, was, is a free agent. He's got eight games left on a contract. So my thought is that the reason it broke down was not so much if they could figure out a second, a third, a fourth round pick. It's what about next year? Can we get a contract done? And now they're trying to negotiate a contract where the market, like a Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper market, is like $19, 20000000 million a year. When they've got a guy on the roster named Devontae Adams making fourteen fifteen a year, that's not going to happen. So Will Fuller's agent's probably like, hey, you want to do a deal, I'll do a deal, but it's not going to be anything like Devontae Adams. And that's a problem. That's one reason why it couldn't get done. If I'm the Packers, I'll give up a low-round pick for an eight-game rental, but I won't give up a high pick for an eight-game rental without that contract coming out. So I'm just trying to let you know, your listeners know, why this was a tough deal to do. If they want to do some other Texans receiver, Brandon Cooks or Randall Cobb, bring him back. Or Kenny Stills, yeah, no problem. But for this guy, Fuller, he's a problem. And it's
0: strictly because whenever you're making those trades, and by the way, I would assume it was a lot of our listeners and watchers that were coming after you because, boy, (laughs) we had some venom yesterday at the Green Bay (laughs) Packers, didn't we? I mean, we had some real venom and their lack of wanting to win when you have Aaron Rodgers and instead just wanting to win with your own people because that's the organization that you built because you're the general manager and have an ego.
1: Yeah, well said. And even if they didn't get Fuller, Andrew like what about I mean they don't they don't do anything to address the defense either which clearly is
0: basically the same defense last year like I mean so Hold on Brandon, I have a question now for you whenever you're trading for hey, a, Let me just say, Hold yeah. on hold on you can get to that in a second but let's get back to your Will Fuller trade thing and then contract thing is that all happening during the trade talk is when Will Fuller and the Packers are talking or Will Fuller is potentially going to be a Packer. How much is the agent involved in that? Is that just team conversation? At what point does the agent come in and say, oh, if he's going to go to the Packers, then we want to talk to the Packers to see if we can renegotiate a deal. And is that normal for every type of trade? I, I didn't know that agents even gotten involved in it unless they're trying to move their player. How's that whole thing work out?
7: Well, I'm speaking from a team point of view, even though I'm on the agent side now. From a team point of view, I would be doing that. I would not want to acquire Will Fuller or someone who's going to be contract up next year without knowing we have him. I use the word rental. It's a real word. You don't want to bring a guy in, especially you're not going to get this week because of COVID. So it's only going to be seven games and then have them leave or build them up for a big contract somewhere else. So I would from the front office. Yes, I'd be involved. The agent gets involved. It's a companion negotiation the trade side of it and the compensation side of it. Now, you've seen general managers not do that, specifically Bill O'Brien, where they bring in Laramie Tensel on, a, on a, for two number ones, and they don't do a deal, which gave him the most extraordinary leverage ever because once the deal's done, he's like, hey, you traded two ones for me. Give me the biggest contract in the history of offensive linemen, which he got. <laughs> so you have to do it at the time from a team point of view. And I think that was going on with Fuller.
0: So there's, no, there's nothing to, like the you said, building him up for a massive contract somewhere else. There's nothing to, like, um, you know, you see, like, a lot of uh, influencers or uh, up-and-coming celebrities. They go out to Los Angeles for, like, a month, and they rent, like, the most expensive Lamborghini to drive around. And it probably gets them into some places. It, it probably gets them in some photo shoots. If you bring in Will Fuller, this Lamborghini that you rent, and you win— a game that you shouldn't win isn't that enough to be like oh yeah if you want to go make money somewhere else you can do that or do you think will fuller's people were like we're not getting traded unless we have a long-term deal in place
7: i think the packers approached will fuller's people about a deal i think will fuller's people are looking at it like okay we've got a recent market out there we got michael thomas maybe he's not michael thomas but we got keenan allen we got amari cooper we got all these deals let's do a deal fine and then the Packers are like, well, wait, 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 wait. A- uh, Devontae took less to be with Aaron. What do you, are you not going to do that? <laughs> so that's the situation. I think that's what happened. I think the Packers generally, listen, I get these questions. It's been that way for 20 years. I was part of it. So, yes, you can blame me. They're not a team that goes for quick fix free agents or trades. Never have been.
0: Well, yeah, but, yeah, but the NFL hasn't been that way for a long time. Now you've got other NFC teams doing it. you got the Seattle Seahawks who, I mean, they did build up in free agency. They had to lose people. But the NFL has become a much more let's fix this problem now. Let's go win this thing type of league. I mean, the Saints are $100 million over the cap next year. That would have never happened 10, 15 years ago. The NFL used to be a sit around. The NBA would do a lot of trades. Now the NFL is getting like hot. The NFL is doing a lot of movements, which, by the way, in your agency world is good for you right now. Now, but when it comes to the teams and you see every other NFC team get better, but your team, it's like, okay, I can understand this is how the Packers have always been, but I feel like the NFL was always that way. And there's a little bit of a, uh, a change happening, you know, like,
7: yeah. Like I mean, change. here's the thing, Pat, I saw you say this yesterday. This is a different organization because we don't have an owner yeah. and you know, here's the best thing about the Packers from working there. We didn't have an owner. Yeah. Here's potentially the worst thing about work, being, working there. We don't have an owner. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So this was something where uh, some owner could walk into a room in those discussions. And this happens around the league and say, damn it, stop. We're doing this. And that could be a good thing. And that could be a bad thing. I used to talk to my buddies with other teams and they're like, yeah, I've been working on this deal for four months. But my owner came in and said, get it done in an hour. And like, oh, boy, that sucks. (laughs) You know, you lost all your leverage. But on the other hand. You're working on something. The owner says, listen, I know it's tough, but I'm going to put in another million dollars. Let's do this right now. So I always felt we had an inferiority complex with the league because we sit around that table. I'm next to Jeff Lurie and Robert Kraft and Jerry Jones, and they're like, yeah, yeah, little Green Bay. Fine. Pat you on your back. You go back to your little town in Wisconsin. (laughs) And I'm like... Okay, well, what about Goodell? You know, well, we don't have a billionaire owner to sort of apply influence. Even though we're always a good team, we've always got franchise quarterbacks. That was always a feeling we had in Green Bay.
0: Yeah, and you guys are going to continue that trend with Jordan Love over oh, yeah. there. Mm-hmm. The, um, yikes! Did you like that move or hate that move? The trade up into the first round to get another quarterback?
7: I mean, it was there 15 years ago. We did the same damn thing. No, no, you didn't trade
0: up. No, you didn't trade up. No, the no.
7: trade-up was different. Yeah, I mean, they wanted that player. Listen, we don't know what he's going to play like, but Packer <laughs> fans are the most spoiled fans in the history of sports because... Oh, spoiled oh, brat, oh. Spoiled because brat. Because they've had 30 years of franchise quarterback play. 30 years. One Super Bowl. <laughs> now, yeah, no yes. one's had that. Too and Super the goal Bowl. is this guy brings it to 45 years. Now, who the hell knows? But... Yeah, I was surprised they moved up for him, and I'm surprised because our buddy Aaron, now there's a separation point. I never thought I'd say that three months, six months ago, that we have an expiration date on Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. I never thought I'd say that.
3: Yeah, four more years, man. We're hoping for it. Go ahead, Connor. Andrew, for guys like Stefan Gilmore who didn't get moved at the deadline and was getting shopped around, is it kind of guaranteed that after the season uh, they'll kind of try and move him again, or is he going to get an extension? How does that work?
7: Yeah, I mean, that's going to be a problem area where they got to figure that out. He was, you know, these guys that are waiting like Fuller, like McKinley at at Atlanta, like Gilmore. I mean, these are guys that are kind of playing out the string. You sense that there's going to be separation. It didn't happen right away, but you sense it's going to happen later. You know, I think communication has to happen with those guys like today, like We didn't work it out. You're still part of this, and we are into you. You know, we'll address everything else after the season because I think there's communication issues that need to happen like now with those guys.
0: Last question before we let you go, and we always love your brain and your experience and the way you talk is just so much smarter. You're a professor. You get it. You're smart. (laughs) I'm dumb. You're yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, You're you're healthy. I'm not. Yeah, like the um, that situation in Atlanta with Matt Ryan. He has a hundred million dollars owed to him over like the next three years or whatever. New GM going in there, new head coach going in there. If you're the contract dude for the general manager, whoever that is, What do you do with that? Do you try to approach Matt Ryan to see if he'll restructure? And if you're Matt Ryan, you would never. Why would you? If you're trying to set up, trying to build a new team, which you're a new GM, a new head coach, you're trying to build this team up your way. How do you get around that contract? And who knows what the salary cap is going to be next year? How do you handle that situation, which is going to be a massive anchor for the Atlanta Falcons if they want to do a rebuild
7: down there? They look like a rebuild, and a rebuild's not going to have a $35 million quarterback. So they've got to figure that out. Again, communication with Matt Ryan's agency, a, where are we going with this? Because is it better to start fresh? You know, I'm going to talk to you a lot in January, February about this COVID impact on the cap. There's going to be bloodletting like we've never seen before in what do February you mean by and that? March. What's that mean? What do you mean? Like guys getting cut. We always see cuts, you know, in February and March. But big-time players, big numbers— if the cap goes down to 175, Jesus, there's teams right now at 250 for next year, 280. Oh. So this is going to be something we look at. You know, when you think of Matt Ryan, when you think of Kirk Cousins, guess where I'm thinking? San Francisco 49ers. Mm-hmm. You know, there is history with oh. Kirk, with, with Shanahan hmm. on both those guys. Wow. And we talk yeah. about teams maybe rebuilding. We don't know yet. I know you had Dalvin Cook on. the Vikings seem playing better, but... We don't know where that's going to go with those two franchises. So would a change happen in San Francisco? Because you always look at where's the familiarity? Shanahan, familiarity with those two guys.
0: Imagine Matt Ryan goes over to San Francisco... They get up 28-3 in a Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, no. And they win. Whoa! Imagine if that was that. And Matt Ryan, how's the San Francisco 49ers cap next year? Would they be able to afford the $29.9 million, I think, is what it is next
7: year for Matt Ryan? They are good on that? They've done a great job. Garoppolo can be, can be ejected, if you will, without a lot of pain. Uh, the way they structured that contract. So they've done a good job with that cap.
0: Oh, so there's an early call right there. Matt Ryan's going to the San Francisco 49ers next year, which leads to the answer to the question that's been asked by everybody today, is Jimmy G's last snap with the Niners already happened? It feels like what Andrew Brandt's saying is, yeah, absolutely. Sure, yeah, it should. Should. That sounds like it. Ladies and gentlemen, business is, what's that?
7: <laughs> I'm not saying of. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's kind of what I'm saying from the cap point of view. You talk about a rebuilding team. They don't want a thirty-five million-dollar quarterback, so we'll see.
0: Oh, ladies and gentlemen, every time we talk to you, we feel like – li- I'm a lawyer. I'm going both sides. <laughs> smart. Andrew
3: Brett. Thank yeah, you, yeah. Brett. Andrew. Thank you, Andrew.
0: Appreciate you, boss. Thanks.
3: Oh man, and Jimmy G's out. Yeah, they
2: I, could save like twenty-four million, I think, if they cut him. <laughs> cut after, Jimmy G. Yeah,
0: and then you bring in twenty-nine point nine. It's just like, all right, we added five point nine million dollars. It's not really a thirty million dollar addition. Correct. It's only a five million dollar mm-hmm. addition because you're swapping out the quarterbacks. Matt Ryan in that offense with Shannon was very, very good. Very good. Yeah. Very, very good. And uh, wow. And we know that the Niners were interested in Tom Brady. Yeah. Yep. So it's not like they're not looking into old or, or quarterbacks that can't move or anything like that. Andrew Brandt that's a big move I wish we could bet on that somehow like, can mm-hmm. we? I think that's probably going to happen there's no way the Falcons new GM and head coach is like you know what you're tasking me with rebuilding this star team but there's two players here that I owe 200 million dollars to over the next three years and Julio Jones and Matt Ryan like something's going to have to give I would assume and uh Niners makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense for them.
3: What's do you think that? he would re uh, restructure his contract at all, incentives, whatever, if he were to go to the Niners? Yeah, I don't know. If I'm Matt Ryan, I ain't restructuring shit.
0: No. Okay,
3: I'm getting $100 million. Uh, yep. There's no way I'm going to earn that amount
0: of money ever again. Uh, it's going to be tough to talk me off that. But Matt Ryan's probably already made like $100 million. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a very different conversation he's having with people about money than I'm having with money. What's that, tough? If
1: Jimmy G ends up being done with the Niners, do you think he'll ever... I mean, well, or at least for this next team, is he going to be a starting quarterback again? Because no one's going to pay him what he's been, you know, uh, he's, he's going to have to take like a million dollars. Yeah, exactly. He's going
0: to get like a gotcha. hopefully post
1: like a Jameis deal, like a
0: Jameis type deal. Oh, man. Yeah, that's I think it's going to be like a Jameis type deal and not an Andy Dalton type deal. Uh, in the Andy Dalton deal, backup quarterbacks next year are going to make league men, I think, everywhere. If we're talking about a cap hit that the COVID is taking into it. And him saying, what was it, a bloodletting?
2: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Uh, so he's just saying people are whew, whew,
3: sawed
2: yeah. down.
0: Uh, goodbye to insert name of premier player for this team. And uh, let's dump that news with other news. This person's also cut and Jerry Jones is going to wait till the end and <laughs> boom, see a Zeke, Amari Cooper and everybody else. Oh. I mean, it's going to be a wild off season. What's up, dude?
2: So the Falcons are next season, they're 30th in the league in cap. They're all They're, they're already 25 million over, so... They're going to have to do something about that. Yeah, they're
0: going to have to make moves. Joining us via satellite. Just a FaceTime, actually. <laughs> Imagine back in the day whenever people had to do shows like mm-hmm. this and the tech and everything like that. I mean, it had to be a nightmare. They had to bzzz, zoom something up to a satellite, yep. and That's then true. that thing had to get shot over to one of them big-ass trucks, and then the truck had to have a wire behind, you know, the whole thing. Now he's got a guy sitting in an attic smoking forty-five cigars, calling in national champion, Super Bowl champion AJ Hawk. Yeah!
6: <laughs>
5: Baby bird in there too. What's going on, bub? Yeah. What's What's happening, guys? I I, uh, I I caught a little bit of the Andrew Brandt talk. I didn't get to see all of it, but my favorite part was Ty just subtly. I'll say no. Oh, that's a tired take. When he said uh, <laughs> something about uh, they've been the most spoiled fans for the last twenty-five years or something, Ty just just disgusted by that take.
0: There was a couple times where uh, we want to add Andrew Brandt today, and you know Andrew Brandt is a good guy by the way. And Andrew mm-hmm. Brain is a very knowledgeable person, and if we didn't think he could take that, I don't think we would do it. But right. there was a couple of things he said where I had to point out, like, "Yo, okay, I know the Green Bay Packers never used to do it, but the NFL never used to do it either, and everybody's changing, and you have a team, and blah, 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 you know? But his, his explanation about the um, Will Fuller thing was very interesting, and I could see how that could yeah. be a problem, but if Will Fuller's people didn't want an extension, and you're Green Bay, and you view it strictly as a this is a Ferrari rental here for the next however many weeks we go on or however many run we go on, and he didn't want a long term extension in the trade deal, then I still think you fucked it up. Like I, I oh, still yeah. think it's not that. I, you know what I mean? I still think it's a win win there if Will Fuller's healthy and the guy, which he obviously thought he was potentially that thing. You know?
5: Well, I I think for Will Fuller, if he if he was looked at as like a short term rental, and the Packers were up front and said, hey. We're not gonna. We're not gonna resign you and pay you twenty million a year. Pay you more than Devonte. This is gonna be. Let's go make a run at it. Let's go try to get a ring. And guess what? You're gonna drive your value up for whoever you sign with after this year. So I think it's a win win for everybody. I don't. I mean, I'm sure eventually all the details may come out on who really held that up. But I, I feel like for Will Fuller to to get off a losing team and to get to go catch touchdowns from Aaron Rodgers, that's a, that's a decent situation.
0: That was the thing that I thought you were left in, uh, leaving off in the entire conversation if you're the Green Bay Packers having with Will Fuller, like, hey, this is a rental. We're going to go win some games. Uh, we're going to drive up your value, blah, blah, blah. And then also, oh, by the way, you're going to be catching footballs from Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams is on the other side. He eats up a double team as well. And let's not even get started about Big Bob Tunyon over there yeah. in the middle. So that, I think there's a lot that you could have sold if you're like, hey, we're not going to negotiate you a, a five-year, hundred- million dollar deal here like that's not what this is this is a hey we're trying to get from a to b you are the fastest way for us to potentially get there that's what we're trying to do but it feels like gun to is just loading up for the future that's what it feels like, doesn't yep. it? It feels like Gun Gunth's sure learned does. up for the future so that he can say that he built it from the ground up, which, mm-hmm. by the way, I have a lot of respect for if it works. And if it doesn't, you're a guy that potentially just ruined an entire fucking great opportunity to potentially go win a Super Bowl that doesn't happen anywhere on a regular basis outside of New England for the last 20 years. So
1: that's, there's yeah. something, a couple different ways to look at it. That's right. We'll see. We'll see how it plays
0: out. We'll see. But uh, Ty said that he feels like... Um, what you say, Ty?
1: I feel like I can see Rodgers leaving just right in front of my fucking face, just right in front of my eyes, and there's nothing I can do about it. I can't do a goddamn thing, AJ, but it's right there.
0: He, he's gone, dude, especially with that new salary cap next year. Is there a chance that Aaron yeah. Rodgers is out of town with oh. that new salary cap just next year because Koontz doesn't want him there to begin with and he could save some money? And Jordan Love, quarterback of the future, is there. And the, the San Francisco 49ers are potentially going to be in the uh, in the running for a new quarterback. Maybe Matt Ryan out of Atlanta because he's had success with Kyle Shanahan before, but it seems like Jimmy G's days are done there. And you bring Aaron Rodgers right back home because Green Bay is looking to move on and cut some money. Do you think that is staring us all right in the middle of the fucking eyes, and we just haven't even noticed it, AJ? No, I
5: okay. do not think the <laughs> air will be gone after that. You're saying this would be his last season? In Green no, Bay. no, right? I no,
1: I wasn't. I mean, that's what that's what I, Pat spun it into that I, that I said that. But no, I just I think I could start to see the writing on the wall a lot more clearly now.
0: I just got a spam Wait. spam phone number. By the way, I think that's potentially Goon Goon's telling me I'm on to something. Uh oh, probably on you know, my phone right there. I don't yeah. know, but if it, if they drop the salary cap down to whatever it is now to 170, they're acting as if this is a massive cut. Andrew Brandt said there's going to be blood, letting, there's going to be people cut from teams strictly for salary purposes that we would have never expected before. And if you're Guntakunz, is you already traded up to go make your play for your quarterback, the guy that you want your team to be remembered for in the first round draft, uh, first round draft quarterback. And you can save money off of Aaron Rodgers. Is there anything Aaron Rodgers can do right now and make him, make Guntakunz say, like, you know, Aaron Rodgers can be my guy too? You know, may, did Gunther Kuntz ever think that maybe he could just say, like, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is my guy, too. And the answer is no, because that's why he drafted Jordan Love. He hates that Aaron Rodgers is so damn good right now. Well,
5: f- But what you're forgetting, for any of this to happen, for, th- for them to feel comfortable moving on from Aaron, they're going to have to feel really, really good about Jordan Love. And do you think it shows well for Jordan Love that he doesn't dress on game day? Like, that doesn't mean they can't feel amazing about him right now.
0: Well, they did trade, trade up that, to get him, though. Right. They traded up to get him, and they said, that's our guy. They
5: traded out that's of... God. And it still might be their guy. They may not know that, but obviously, he's not the backup right now. So you're telling me he's going to go from not dressing to just thrust into the starting role, and you're going to get rid of one of the greatest ever to play the game?
0: Is that not what Guntekunz has already said that he basically wants to do by doing what he already did? Isn't that kind of what Guntekunz wants to do? Maybe Tim Boyle for will be the starting quarterback. Oh,
5: yeah. What's that, pal? I don't know, maybe maybe in, in two more seasons, maybe they, if they, if the no Packers aren't winning man. and Aaron doesn't look like he does now. But what? no, he's playing anywhere
0: near that he's playing right now. How could you move on? I understand it's on a rookie contract, but a rookie first-round draft pick contract is pretty good, right? And I think it's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. And if they're just slicing and dicing deals or whatever, you think they're going to cut Jordan Love in the next two years? No, right? There's no chance Jordan Love's going to be there for at least the next couple if of years. If he's not the guy. If they feel like he's not the guy – that
5: I would give them a lot of credit for cutting Jordan. Love. Like I'm not saying they should. I don't want them well, to, yeah, have to do that. Well, yeah, we give them a lot of I credit think... for doing a lot of things and they won't do it, AJ.
1: But how could they I... do that at this point and cut him and say he's not the guy when they've never seen him have in game reps? Oh, no,
5: not now. You can't do it now, but let's say event like two years down the road. Yeah. if they, I don't know. I'm not saying you cut him. I mean, what if you, you got to put him in at some point and see what you have whenever that time comes? And then how, how long is the leash? Do you let him go? eight, nine, ten games? I don't know.
0: You know what's interesting is it was very obvious yesterday if you listen to the reporters that break news all the time. LaFleur wanted to make a move and Gunther Kunz didn't, right? That was was the overall like the the whole we're getting backstories of LaFleur and Will Fuller knowing each other since 2014 from some insiders it's like well who pointed that out to the insider was that somebody in the floor's camp was that somebody that just knows like who's doing it and then a report comes out there are disagreements at the highest level it's like well they don't have an owner so who is it that has to be is that Gunter Guntson, an old buddy that used to be there what's his name Ted Thompson Ted Thompson are they the ones disagreeing and if that's the case Ted Thompson wins there I would assume or is it potentially LaFleur and Gunthakoods that are disagreeing on this entire thing and now by the way shout out to LaFleur being like hey hey I had to clap on draft night okay when you gave me no more weapons I'd be like yeah this is a good move but now we can do this let's go ahead and do that I like that out of LaFleur and I wonder if that's LaFleur like trying to show his team like hey I want us to win right now too you know I'm sure it is A lot of times though The head coach doesn't have A whole lot of power When it comes to oh,
5: acquiring yeah. t- the Packers right now Mark Murphy's the president He's the closest thing You have to an owner I guess And Russ Ball I don't know what his title is He was trying to become The next GM Goody got it Now Russ Ball Is like director Appropriate I don't know what his title may be But those three guys Are the ones making the decision But I don't think any of us Know who has the most power Between the three
0: um, Alright let's pivot off here How do I become the president Of the Packers And does Ooh. that make me Like an owner am i just like an owner then if i do that
5: i guess next time they uh you know they open it up and you can get uh pay 250 bucks to get that share maybe you can still be an owner and the president
0: i like that smart yeah that's what you do by the way i'm not buying into that franchise right now until they buy into themselves they need to figure out how to fucking go and get it i've been a fan of that team for what eight and a half weeks at this point and i'm already fed up with the front office sitting at the wheel you know what i mean somebody take the car Move it in the far left lane and fucking go, pal. Okay? We got the car to do it. All right? This is Autobahn. All right? Mm-hmm. This isn't school zone, pal. Mm-mm. Get to the left. Hammer that thing flat. And let's win a Super Bowl. We got a guy. Let's go to the promised land. But it doesn't seem like that's what they're about. They're about nope. perpetual greatness, I was told, that I don't understand that. They're about being great all the time. It's like, well, are you great or are you good? Okay? And let's let's start separating the two. Let's start separating the two here. And are you at that point where you can – these are the conversations that – you know what? It's going to take me a little bit to, you know, be a full fan here. Yeah. But I feel like I'm starting to experience some potential uh, heartaches that Packers fans experience on a pretty regular basis.
1: Well, and that's what I mean by, like, the tired take stuff in terms of being spoiled by two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. It's because you're right. You do get spoiled by it. Like, after a while, it's not just like, well, I mean, I guess we won the NFC North last year. That was pretty sweet. It's like, who gives a shit? They do that every year. Like, you know. I mean, you've had two All Fame quarterbacks, and you got two Super Bowls to show for it. Like, it just—I mean—it's tough to swallow. Well, and you had AJ Hawk. And yeah. you had AJ Hawk.
5: It's kind of like you know what they are—they're—they're they're like a product of their own success. They're like—it's like Dabo. Dabo comes in after every game now and has to yell at the media, like, "What? Someone died here? What are we doing? Why someone died?" Like, sorry, we—we we had a great win today. Like Dabo, they have built up the expectations so high to where what sounds just like it didn't it? Yeah, it that did. uh, people can't handle like winning by 21 points like they just can't do it like oh it didn't look good enough for you
0: mac brown said that it got to a point when he was at texas when he knew it was probably past his time to uh leave texas or whatever after a long run he said winning games was a relief okay because the, the the expectations were so high when he would win it was a relief and then whenever they would lose it was devastating so there was no moment of like happiness there was no like yeah we won it was like Phew. All right, thank God we got past that one. Let's go to the next one. And it was like a devastating loss. And it's if you're one of those teams that's way up there, like that's just how it that's just how it is. That's how it becomes. And it can happen in any profession, at any level, in anything. Whenever you have this expectation of being, you know, great all the time, it's like you get to a point where once you're great, you're like, thank God we're still good. Oh, thank God we're still good. But then once you don't, it's like, whoop, well, they stink. Let's get the hell out of here. Yeah. It's a wild, mm-hmm. wild thing to have high expectations. But you know what? You earn them. You earn those expectations, AJ. Those nerves you feel before the big game, big show, you've earned those nerves because you got yourself to this point. Ain't that right, AJ?
5: Yeah, you're an inspirational speaker, man. You should you should travel the country once the uh, everything lifts and you can get out there. No.
0: Okay. <laughs> Let's go to Pepe in Mexico. This guy
2: Pepe. Pepe.
5: This guy, guy
8: should. What's Woo. up, Pepe? Hola, Happy How are we doing? Keep it moving.
0: Hey, how you doing? Keep it moving, Pepe. Uh, everything's good up here. How are you?
8: Very, uh, very good, sir. Uh, Senor Macasie, I don't want to be uh, taking as much of your time, but I have two things that I would like to share, and one question for you both. Uh, the floor is yours, Pepe.
0: Floor is yours, Pepe. Oh,
8: thank you very much, sir. No, so, no, thank foremost, you, Pepe. I would like to give a shout out and recognition to all of the Mackenzie Mafia members right. that are to yeah, me the YouTube comments right. every day. Woo, me too. So all of you guys with the green names rocking this chat, I salute you. Bingo. Now, uh, another thing that I saw on Monday, your uh, Irish is coming out. So congratulations, not because of the pinky ring, but because you were using your boxing moves with Tesidor. So good to mm. see that. Yeah. yeah. Speaking about boxing, I want to ask you Did you know that CJ Gardner was the guy that was fighting Michael Thomas and that he was fighting uh, um, Jordan Wimps on Sunday with Chicago? Uh, yeah, I know. And in this case, yep.
0: CJ GJ is a problem down there. That guy, uh-huh. top five trash talker in the history of the league, probably feels like he pisses off his own teammates, pisses off other people. I mean, CJ GJ is a problem out there, Pepe.
8: Now, do you guys remember either you or AJ, any player that got under your skin that it was getting on your nerves that you can share?
0: Great question, Pepe. We appreciate that. Uh, me, no. AJ, did you did you have anybody that ever, ever, ever uh,
5: that I played against or on my own team? Both. Oh. Yeah, no, not on my own team. I don't know why I even asked that. I didn't have a guy that I was
0: oh, repeatedly
5: sure? trying to fight during practice when I was in the league. That wouldn't,
0: I wouldn't last too long. I don't hey, it's sure. Gonzo said you pre- basically did. Yeah, that yeah, yeah true.
5: Tried
3: to kill your own teammate. Is
0: that because actually. he was a Republican? Is that why? Because he, he was a Republican <laughs> <laughs> congressman? Is that why you tackled him so goddamn hard? AJ, why don't you take it easy on him, pal? Come okay. On.
3: Hey,
5: sorry, sorry, you. Uh, you're too scared to leave a tweet up supporting oh, your dude, friend i, you got I was got I went to a gonzo's i went to a fundraiser for gonzo he's like hey come here I'm, it's a fundraiser thing a couple years ago when he was running i showed up to, i donate a little bit of money i show up to support my friend I have no idea his ideas or politics and he stood there in the firing line with all these old guys dressed in with tassels on their shoes and pleats in their pants asking really tough questions and gonzo had to sit there and answer all of them and he does like 10 of those a day
0: yeah gonzo is the guy i think that all of us have Anybody that's played with him is like, yeah, that's probably the right guy to be a politician. That guy's the right guy. But I didn't even know his political affiliation until yesterday. Then the comment section popped off. Then he wins last night. I congratulate him. I fucking almost get kicked (laughs) off the internet. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I made zero fucking votes in Congress (laughs) this past year. I'm congratulating a friend. uh, But how about an uh, opponent? Anybody ever talk shit to you or
5: anything like that? Not really. A guy that played for the Lions. I I don't know if Foxy's there or not. Uh, Dominic Raiola, if you remember him, mm. uh, or oh, Don, Raiola. yeah, was it Donovan? Oh. He had a brother too.
1: Fox is not here. I think He's Dominic played shot. for the Lions, right? Foxy.
5: yeah, I played against his brother in college at Wisconsin. But yeah, Dominic yeah. and the Lions was there like 12, 15 years. He wasn't real big, he was undersized guy, always, always going late, playing through the whistle. I had, I had a lot of respect for how he played. But Nick Barnett used to get in big fights with him, like in the tunnel in Detroit. If you know, you both, you know, when you both kind of walk out together, those yeah. are the best places. Nick and Rayola would get like almost in a full-blown physical altercation in full pads before we'd go out to warm-ups. Oh,
0: that is amazing. By the way, those are the dumbest stadium setups of all time. I mean, look how big that place is. You can't get the teams to go in two different... (laughs) And then there's some places, I think Buffalo where everybody starts jogging and then you get like cut off. And then if you if you don't have, if your first wave isn't in front of their wave, you all get stopped. And it's like sometimes guys are jogging with their head and they like run into each other. It's always just an uncomfortable situation. That should have been redid. Much like Pittsburgh. The way Pittsburgh was designed was very stupid. It leads into a lot of uh, problems with the traffic, a lot of bottlenecking or whatever. That happens in uh, stadiums where teams come out the same area. It's like you're asking for two people to fight each other right here. Uh, this is a physical sport there's a lot of people like huffing salts to wake themselves up more to go fight people there's there's rage music going into people's heads i mean there is a lot of things and then you just have these gladiators walk out right next to each other it's like i mean for me i'm not gonna do anything anybody but there are some guys up here that i do believe would be actual murderers if they didn't play football and you got some of them on the other team and you just have them walking next to each other you are asking for a problem here and i like to hear that Uh, Your team actually did fight the other team every time you guys were in that situation. I'm a big fan of that move.
5: Well, yeah, you're right, Pat. If the place seats 70,000 people, can't
0: we have two tunnels? Like, can't the the (laughs) locker rooms be separate? Bro, have them go... I wouldn't even mind having some teams go up the stands, like, through the concession down to their locker room. It's better than having... You're asking for a problem. I mean, you are asking for a legit problem whenever you go there. Because it's not like guys don't have respect for each other. Like, hey, respect what you do, but... And the mindset that some of these, and I'm not saying AJ had to do it, obviously. I did not have to do it. But there's some places that some dudes have to get to mentally to go do a game. And it's like, you shouldn't have them. uh, Why would you put a bull walk down a red hallway? Like, that would be a bad idea. That'd be a bad idea to have a bull walk down a red hallway, right? I mean, that'd be a bit problematic. That's what they do in some places. (laughs) Uh, I've never seen a pregame fight uh, like that in a tunnel. But in college, it felt like we were at the 50 with every other team Mm. just Swinging on everybody, it felt like rivalry games.
5: Yeah, everybody wanted to fight us. I don't know what well, we did. You had some, you had some dudes in
0: college that, that were not scared. Yeah, we had some guys, and I'll tell you what: if you weren't in the photo that was taken, I mean, that was problematic. So you would always see a forty come bopping in somewhere, you know. <laughs> I'll take a, I'll take a shot to the helmet if I have to. It makes me look good in the goddamn video here. I, I want to make sure everybody knows here. Okay, yeah, I know uh, they're in this photo here that we're in in this fight. I know that there's actually four to five people that are going to end up doing real time in jail okay mm-hmm. oh, i know yeah. that there's some guys in here that are going to do some real things and i know we got some dudes and dogs in here but i want to let you know when we watch that video back at number 40 right there we'll hop over somebody if i need to get punched in the face or something <laughs> uh, hey punch me don't punch pat white please uh, that's the type of shit you got to do uh let's go to julian in chicago what's going on julian <clears throat> hey what's up pat hey, what's up boys Hey what's going on, man? Oh, dude. What's going on, dude? <laughs> how you guys doing? Uh good. Uh just my question was, um what
5: what's more difficult, like, as a fan, I guess, or even in the team, you know, between like the Bears and the Packers. Like the Bears obviously have a great defense, but we can't get our offense together. Huh. You know, we week, week off at the line, quarterback can't figure shit out. Uh-huh. And then but then Packers, obviously Hall of Fame quarterback, great offense, but they can't their defense is horrible. So, you know, as you know, what's you, you know, what's how do I say like the adjustments you know what's you know
0: what's easier what's you know what's more difficult should I say? great question julian and the packers defense has been historically terrible right like every player basically that's ever played for the packers defense is just <laughs> yeah a terrible pa- pa- past like 15 years <laughs> a terrible <laughs> football player the um,
5: you didn't deserve I that AJ. i saw a i saw the gears working in your hand <laughs>
0: <laughs> the um that's an interesting thought though because some teams are defensive led some teams are offensive led what's the easiest one to change i think the easiest thing to changes when you get a guy. Like you got to get a dude on either side. Now, what can you tweak to make better? I think the offense is what you can tweak to make a little bit better because there's more misdirection in things that you can do. You can kind of sneak things by. On the defensive side of the ball, you can get exposed. And I I think if teams know how to expose you can get exposed. There's nothing you can do to like kind of hide that or magic trick that. Am I wrong in thinking that, AJ?
5: No, I think you're you're hundred percent right. Yeah, you can get a dude. That's the best thing that can help you. And it's probably easier to Fix a defense Than an offense I don't know though It's kind of hard Because one guy's Never going to fix A defense But guess what One guy can Pretty much fix an offense If you get the right Quarterback in there And say you didn't Have the right one before But defensively All you can do yeah, is, is if you don't Have the dudes In certain certain spots Like say you're you're not as deep in certain position groups. I guess your scheme can try to help cover up some of your, some of your weaknesses. That's all you can do as a D coordinator, really, and hope they don't pick
0: on your uh, your, your your bad matchups too much. But the offense coordinators can force you to get into a... Like, smart offensive coordinators can force your defense, no matter what your scheme is, no matter how much you're trying to hide a guy. And offense coordinators can set you up to be forced to expose your guy. Like, that that is just something that can happen. On the defensive side of the ball, I guess you can line up, okay, they got a bad left tackle, we can rush that, but the offense can answer that with things. So I I just think the offense can easily, you know, kind of cover up their shitty better than defenses can cover up their shitty. But I might be wrong there. No, I think you're right. It's like, hey,
5: if... The left side of our line is not very good. Guess what? We're not gonna run a whole lot of running plays that way. And I'm not gonna expose my quarterback too much. We're gonna run a lot of quick game, not some like late late developing routes down the field and, and we're gonna chip and we're gonna make sure we're never leaving him one on one. Yeah.
0: That's what I chose to do with my uh with our punt team. You know what I mean? We got the ball off quick whenever we knew a guy that didn't have a fucking his name spelled right on the jersey. We just signed him yesterday, he's playing left guard. I wonder where they're going to bring the pressure from. What's that dude's name? Hey, number 44, 46. Hey, you're on the fucking left side. There's a lot of those that happen on special. So true. true.
5: I'd wind up next to that guy. I'm like, all right, buddy, you got to stay on my hip. Come on. You don't have to touch anybody. Just stay on my hip. Don't create any inverted lanes there for them to get to this ball.
0: It used to be awesome before kickoffs, you know, break the huddle. You got like six guys on this side, four guys who are supposed to be five and five, and you just got, you don't even know the guy's name. You're like, hey, you're on that side. <laughs> he just jogs a 53 yard jog all the way across the field. <laughs> and then he's got to sprint 70 yards that way. And he gets his sideline. I thought he said right three. That's, I'm so sorry. It's like, all right, bro, don't worry about it, man. Don't worry about it, man. You'll be here next week, I'm sure. <laughs> Can't thank you enough for choosing to distract yourself from the rest of the world with us. There's a lot of things that can penetrate your ear holes. The fact that you allow us to do it, we are incredibly grateful for. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with a great Thursday. Will we know who the president is after, uh, after the election results get in by tomorrow? No, no chance. Probably not, no. I think we're potentially staring down the barrel over at least another month or so. It's possible. Maybe two. And uh,
1: whoever wins, I'm guessing the other side, is going to want to wrap it up in litigation
0: for quite some time. But here we are. What are you going to (laughs) do? We'll talk about sports through it all. Uh, We can't take it off. Be a friend, tell a friend if you like the show. If not, just act like it never happened. Ty Schmidt, please play some independent music and propel these people into the greatest Wednesday of all time.